0: Unscripted.
1: Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook,
0: Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show.
2: It's like a, an eternal doctrine that no matter how hard they run or how far they run away from the church and its doctrines and its cultures, they can never run away from Jesus. He's right there, and so you can rest assured that you can go to bed at night thinking, "Man, I just." Think of that empty chair in heaven, they're, they're, he's got them. Like, he, Christ will make sure that all the right chairs are filled in heaven, and guess what? They'll probably be there.
0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Saints Unscripted. we have with our friend, cut Frankum. That's right. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> can't say it in British accent. Me to, uh, Australian, but, oh, <laughs> So offensive. God. I'm so American. Can we, can we swap ah! <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, good, you're yeah, good. Uh, today, I think we're talking about a bit of a more serious kind of guidance episode, I would say. I would, I would word to that. Uh, Kurt, what are we talking about today? Well, I got a text
2: a few uh, months ago, actually, that uh, from a close friend and said, hey, I have a friend coming over who has recently decided to remove their name from the church, leave the church, and what do I say? And it was I thought a fantastic question. Obviously, I think many individuals this day and age have experienced this where, you know, people are exploring their faith, these deconstructing their faith, all these terms, right? And it sometimes it ends up to a faith transition out, out of the church. And so it made me think, and I put out a weekly newsletter through Leading Saints. And uh I thought, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna really sit down and say, what are the what are the go-to pieces of advice that I would give to someone who is Interfacing with somebody who a loved one a friend a family member who's leaving the church. This is yeah. super
1: important yes. super important because it's something that like a lot of people who do leave the church or any faith. Uh, I think they they Complain about and justifiably so that like, you know I left the church and my family stopped talking to me or they just like sent me general conference talks <laughs> or things like work. that Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, I feel like just speaking from just what i've experienced and friends who left the church and like obviously i want to reach out and just be like hey i'm still here just because you're not a member and what does it mean i don't want to associate with you anymore? but i feel like one of the biggest things that i've come across is that either on one end people who leave the church or whatever just like yeah no one's talking to me anymore i feel completely alone but on the other hand it's like I feel overwhelmed with just people just checking in on me. Like, I didn't expect this when I was in the church, I didn't deal with this when I was in the church, but now that I've left, everyone's like, hey, 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 what's going on? Hey, hey, like, so yeah. it's trying to figure out like the balance of just being there kind of thing. Yeah,
2: and everybody's sort of gauging like, if if I go this direction, am I still wanted in your life, right, mm-hmm. and and even this, these conversations can be maybe about, uh, you know, the, the reason they're leaving or, or some event that happened, but really they're saying, Will you still accept me, David? If I'm if I go this direction, am I still in your in your heart? You know? So it's tough. And then I say,
1: you were never there to begin with, we're not at that level, oh boy. Oh boy. This is the worst.
2: (laughs) So I, I came down to I think five, I don't know, we'll see if we end up with five points. But the like some things to consider, maybe to run through before you walk into some of these conversations. And the first one is validate. Their perspective because here's the thing is a loved one comes to you and says hey I'm leaving or I'm offended or this happened and they may have a lot of emotion where they're sort of you know firing at something you love which is your religion and your faith and testimony and so then it's natural to be like well you know why? why what is it H- history <laughs> like social issues what is it and, and they may share that and you'll just be like oh no 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 let me send you this article or David Snell did this great great inter, or this great uh, video that I just need to send you. You just need to listen to David, right? And we hope that they see it and their concern is resolved. But in reality, they're having a very mortal human experience and they just need to know that they're not going crazy. And so I use this example, imagine a friend came to you and said, last night, I was abducted by aliens.
1: My consciousness was shown what lies beyond time and space it was so
0: beautiful
2: <laughs> and you would think naturally okay we got to give this person some help like this is, he's crazy lost his mind right but if that was really what they believe like that could be that'd be a very scary thing right and so to have a friend step into that and just validate like wow you were adopted by aliens i would imagine that'd be very scary and what what happened? Tell me more. Right now, of course, I don't want to draw any parallels to the craziness of being abducted by aliens to having concerns about church doctrine or whatever and leaving. But this is if we validate and step into as if everything they're saying is is valid, even though we may disagree with it, like, wow, like if I came across that information, I can see how that would be. Very hurtful. That would you have to sit with that. Like, tell me more about that, rather than saying, well, if you read this scripture, what about this quote and that talk, right? So just validating them and their their experience where they're at. And it doesn't necessarily mean you are then agreeing with everything they're going through. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? That's an important differentiation yeah. to yeah. make. Because I think a lot of people would look at validation as like affirming that you're making that you believe that they're making the right decision, mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily the case. But as far as like effective methods of interaction go like uh it's important that they know that you're there and that -hmm. that you're listening to them and that uh, you're at least attempting to understand what they're going through right that Mm -hmm. we're hitting on kind of yeah perfect Perfect. cool all right point two point two
2: and i think there are only four but again maybe i'll make one up by the end we'll see (laughs) i don't know all All right right. so point two (laughs) unscripted right uh so point two is to establish love and man, I did, I did the sweet interview with uh, the Packard family, husband and wife, uh, former mission leaders like they are as orthodox as, as we make them, Right. Awesome people. They have a, a son and a daughter in law who left the church and they talked about this experience, about how they were just sort of firing like different articles back and forth through email. Like, well, what about this conference talk? Well, what about this study? And, you know, and it was back and forth. And in hindsight, it was so sweet. The, uh, the, the the mother in this situation says, I just wish I could go back in time. And in the moment he shared with me that he was leaving the church, I just, because w- w- it came an email, I want to just pick up the phone. I should have just picked up the phone, called him and said, I just love you. Like whatever. Just know that I love you, right? And so this actually can be a lot easier because you don't have to think like, all right, what did David say on that video about, right? Like you don't have to remember all this thing. You can just sit with them, validate their experience and just say, Hey, first off, before we go any further, I just love you. Like it doesn't matter what choice you make. It doesn't matter if you never come back to the church or you take a left or right turn or whatever. I just love you, and I'm here with you. Let's be—is that clear, right? And that love just creates a foundation where uh, a relationship can continue to uh, prosper.
0: Mm-hmm. Love it, and it, it builds on the trust too. So, um, like, yeah, they they can open up more as to why yeah they're having these thoughts or feelings with that love. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great.
2: Perfect. All right, number three, three, ready. Uh, number three is explore their needs, and this is a great like go to question. I've been married for sixteen years. I think we're gonna make it to seventeen, but uh, anyways, no, we're <laughs> great. But this this is a tool that works in in so many uh, relationships. Is simply, what do you need? Right. Mm-hmm. Wife comes home, had a bad day. You, you want to think, okay, should, should I like clean the house? Should I, what should I do? And, you know, put the kids to bed right? I I I, the house. <laughs> what, what, what should I do? But don't try and do that. Just look at your wife and say, sweetheart, what do you need? Right. And then they're, they're going to articulate oh, I, ideally a need that they need. So you've validated this person's experience. You've established love. And then you look at them. What do you need? Oh, I just need I just needed someone to talk to. I just need you to sit with me, to be with me, right? Because um, often we think, oh, what they need is that general conference uh, talk or that uh, that study, that article I saw, right? No, what they need is for them to to establish and to say, what do you need? And sometimes they may say something like that you can't, you don't have it to give. Yeah. I, I have this need. I need you to uh, read these four articles and start believing like me. That's what I need you to do because you're part of the problem or whatever. But you say, kind of say, no. I, I, I don't have that to give, but what, what can I do? What I can do, I can be here with you, right? And so give them an opportunity to articulate their need as far as what they need from your relationship now that they're sort of in this uh, unknown path. You know? Keep going. Number
1: four, Number please. four. These are great. All right.
2: <laughs> Number four is my favorite one. Give them to Jesus, right? At the end of the day, all of us mortals seem to have this like, but, but no, Kurt, like... We need to get them back and I I can't just let them go and and hope for the best. I I need to somehow construct this this uh, experience where they come back. But metaphorically, you know, put them in a little box and hand them over to Jesus and say, I love my brother, sister, wife, uncle, whatever. And I can't I don't I don't know how to change them and I want them to change. I want them to believe differently, but I don't know how. So I'm going to give them to Jesus because people will leave the church but they can never leave jesus it's like a, an eternal doctrine that no matter how hard they run or how far they run away from the church and its doctrines and its cultures they can never want run away from jesus he's right there and so you can rest assured that you can go to bed at night thinking man i just think of that empty chair in heaven that he's got him like christ will make sure that all the right chairs are filled in heaven and guess what they'll
1: probably be there Right,
2: and so give them to Jesus, and uh, surrender. That's a tough part of being a Christian: surrender. Yeah,
1: there are benefits to believing in a loving, merciful, and perfectly just God. I guess biggest <laughs> understatement. <laughs> just a few, just a few just benefits. A few. No, I look at it. Okay, so we do
0: we have a number five? Yeah, Did is you there think a, is one? there a lucky number five?
2: What you gotta do is then you got to bake um, him a cake.
0: Build a cake or something.
2: Okay. I don't know. Uh, There's no number five. <laughs> oh, Actually, it. we should give it to the viewers. They should, in the comments yes. below, what's the number five? I've been doing this marketing stuff. Real yeah. That okay. was
1: good, okay. good to, to get around that one.
2: <laughs> so you tell us what number five is.
1: That was excellent. Yeah. Um, I forgot I was going to make a Jesus take the wheel joke in, epi- in, in point number four. Oh, um, roll it back. Here we go. Well, uh, no, I don't have one prepared now because the time already passed, but okay. <laughs> I'm making one now, right? Jesus take the wheel. Jesus Underwood. the wheel Carry underwood. Ha ha. ha. <laughs> uh, okay. Ah uh, <laughs> uh, ha. ha. Give me that. That was excellent. Thank you. I hope it helps. That was so succinct. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably like the most succinct episode we've had in a really long time. <laughs> sure. You're good at this stuff. Should we talk about something else? Like Um, okay. Summary. Summary. Go through the four points again. Yeah. just real quick. And uh, because I was gonna ask you, what advice would you have for people whose maybe family members are leaving the church Mm -hmm. or friends or whatever, Uh, but that was what this whole episode uh, was. So so yeah, summarize those four points for us just so people can write them down, Mm -hmm. get your perfect pencils. Number one, validate their experience, right? Just be with them in it. Number two
2: is establish love. Remind them what the relationship's all about. Number three is explore their needs by simply asking, what do you need? And then number four, give them to Jesus, then go bake them something.
1: Amazing. Perfect. Unless they're gluten free. That's, uh, you yeah. watch That's out for number that six. One. Give they're they're them a glass of water then.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we love you gluten free people. So sorry. I'm sorry if someone makes you a cake. That's an assassination attempt. Um,
2: yeah, do not give them gluten as, as payback for leaving. No, uh, Oh,
1: my gosh. Maybe we should, I think we should... Uh... Yeah, let's wrap this up. Okay, so um, you can find um, Kurt and his stuff over at Leading Saints. Is that That's a podcast. It's a website. What else is it?
2: It's a nonprofit organization, 501c3, that, that happens to have a podcast. But most people think we're just a podcast. But there's
1: so much more. So,
2: LeadingSaints.org and jump in.
1: Cool. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Caleb, I know you started this one, but I took over That's and okay. I'm finishing it. Like and subscribe. <laughs> See you guys. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.